Wake Up World. You are now tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I'm your host, Devon Pouncey. First of all, I would like to thank you all the listeners for uh, all your support in the first three episodes. So far, we've had sports journalist Malika Andrews. We've had Casey Trujeque, who is the personal trainer of Alan Crabb of the Portland Trailblazers. And on this past week episode, we had Jacqueline Keeler, who is also a journalist as well as a Native American activist. I would like for you all to go subscribe on iTunes at Wake Up and Win with Devon Pouncey, as we are officially on iTunes now. If you prefer SoundCloud and still like listening to it the SoundCloud way, you can subscribe to you can subscribe to the Wake Up and Win channel on SoundCloud. So today we're kind of going to do a special edition podcast. I got a childhood friend of mine on the line today. This dude is a Long Beach State graduate, and he is also a diehard Golden State Warriors fan. And obviously, since we're here in the Portland market and we all know that round one of the playoffs will be the Warriors and the Trailblazers, I decided to bring my guy on and we do a special edition segment for the NBA playoffs as a whole. So without further ado, I want to introduce my man's Manny Gabriel. What's up, Manny? What's going on, bro? Oh, man, nothing too much. Glad to have you on, man. How you doing out there? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah. I thank you for joining, man. So, I, you know, I, you're one of the few people on Twitter that I actually respect when it comes to your opinion on sports. I don't agree with everything necessarily, but I do respect <laughs> it. I do respect your call in a lot of cases. So just kind of tell me first off, we'll we'll just get started with this Warrior Blazers segment. What's going to happen, man? What's your prediction, man, in this first round? Um, Honestly, I don't see the series going past four games. I think the Blazers will be lucky to get to a fifth game. I just think they don't match up really well with the Warriors. Obviously, they have the two dynamic guards and C.J. McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard, but outside of that, I don't really see much. I don't see how they can defend the Warriors. Um, outside of those two, you can find a game or two where Alan Crabb could get hot, but I don't really see him as consistent as the other two. But other than that, um, the Warriors just have too much firepower. They, they don't have anyone to stop Stephen Clay, KD, obviously added into the equation, and Draymond making plays just seems like it's too much for them if you ask me so so have you watched the blazers since they've had yusuf nurkic uh right now they say that he's going to be a game time decision but he has made a huge change here in portland and he's kind of changed the momentum around out here have you gotten to see him and if he does play what element do you think he adds or not to the series um I, i think i watched him play one or two games before he got injured um Obviously, he is a big presence down low. Um, the Warriors don't really have a big presence as far as offense uh, goes down the post. Um, so he, and even on defense, he may be a bit of a problem. But I don't see the Warriors really struggling too much with big men. Um, Nurkic, he's a good player. I see him as an up-and-coming big in this league. Obviously, he is playing alongside Jokic. And we see the type of player Jokic came to, and then he was able to come to Portland and then make a name for himself. But I just don't see him being 100% in this series and being much of a factor going forward. So I'm going to tell you like this, man. I've actually gotten to see the guy play a few times, uh, and I've got to see him front and center. And the dude is a game changer. He definitely makes that entire team better. 
he makes Damian Lillard so much better because Dame can actually come off these screen and rolls and at least have a second or two to make a decision, whether it be score, whether it be pass it to Nurk because Nurk is good rolling off the screen and actually finishing around the basket. So he's allowed Dame a little bit more time to make decisions, and Dame's not necessarily rushed into making decisions. And once Dame kind of gets in the flow of being comfortable and not having to be forced to make any kind of decisions or not having to even be forced to just carry the, to carry the entire scoring load, Dame is pretty much as good as a point guard as anybody out there, I think. I mean, obviously, you got Steph, you got Westbrook, but I think when Dame is playing at his best – and when he's settled in and most comfortable, I don't know, man. He's hard to stop. And he might be able to squeak a game out at least. You went for the sweep on us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can agree with that. Believe it or not, Damian Lillard is my favorite non-Warrior player. <laughs> you know, me, I, 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 I stick to my Warriors, but I enjoy watching Damian Lillard play. Um, I look at him as a similar player to Steph. Obviously, Steph is established in the league, two-time MVP, and if you ask me, Damian Lillard is a top five guard. Um, and then the addition of C.J. McCollum has been able to take the attention off of him. So he, I was expecting the MVP season from him. Obviously, they started off kind of slow and finished strong. But, I, I mean, I see what, you say, what you're saying. Obviously, Stephen Curry has those options also. Zaza uh, Pachulia, Draymond Green said no screens, able to make those plays. So I see a similar thing with Nurkic, but... In the end, I mean, they may be able to get one game. I don't want to disrespect them too much, being that I do respect Damian Lillard, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I hear you on that one. Like I said, I'm not giving the Blazers as much of a chance either, especially because the Warriors got KD back. That's definitely a game changer, and I don't really know too many that could guard him, but I do think Dame is he's on a level right now. Obviously, he got that conference player of the month, in March, and he's still rolling hot. Uh, they've rested him this past week, so I think everybody is coming into the playoffs well-rested, which I'm happy about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I would at least give him a game. I'm going to give him a game. With Nurkic, I might give him two, but I'm going to give him a game just because I think Dame can pull one out, whether it be in Portland or in Oakland. But I know it's going to be way tougher in Roracle, though. I can respect the one game. I don't see two, but I can respect the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, so now what do you got going on as far as the rest of the playoffs are concerned? Because I kind of got – I see a, I foresee a rematch between Cleveland and Golden State. But I do have a dark horse, but I'm going to wait to tell you who my dark horse is. But first, I'm going to just kind of ask your predictions for all of the other series going on. First, I want to. I'm gonna stick to the West. Let's just stay in the West. Uh, what's your predict prediction for the Grizzlies and the Spurs matchups? How many games does that go, and in whose favor? Um, Grizzlies Spurs. I feel like that'll be one of those grinded out series. People won't pay too much attention to it. It's not too much star power in the series. Obviously, Spurs have Kawhi Leonard, and Memphis has Mike Conley, kind of an underrated player in the league. Um, I see the game, the series going six, uh, not the most high-scoring games, uh, but I'll give it to the Spurs in six. Um, I like their experience, their teamwork. Um, Memphis, they can grind it out, but at the end, I, I don't think they have enough perimeter shooting to match up with the Spurs. So I, I, I'll give that one to the Spurs. Spurs in six. I think I'm going to go Spurs 
in five. I think I'm gonna give the Spurs theirs in five. I think the Spurs are kind of on a mission right now, and I just don't. I know the Grizzlies do have playoff experience; they definitely have that. But I think Lamarcus Aldridge, I, he should be on a mission this playoff series. Obviously, you didn't even mention him as a star, so if I'm him, I'd be mad at that alone. But yeah, I, I think the Spurs in five, but I'll give you six. I can kind of see. Where you coming from there? Because the Grizzlies do have playoff experience. So next we got in the West, uh, the Jazz and the Clippers. Who you got in that man? And 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 what's your prediction for how many games it goes? And in whose favor? Jazz and Clippers. I expect that to be a great series. Um, uh, I expect this one to actually go seven games. I've never really been a Clippers fan, obviously, as a Warriors fan. Yeah, I was about to say, you a I, Warrior, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate to say it, but I think Doc Rivers is an overrated coach. He should have been able to get more out of that Clippers team. Um, they have one of the best starting fives in the league, and they have a little bit of depth coming off the bench, especially with Austin Rivers and Raymond Felton, most space being able to get buckets. Um, I, I like the Jazz in seven games, um, I, I just it, it's, it's hard for me to pick them because they don't have that playoff experience. But I, I watched them play; they they gel together. Gordon Hayward, obviously underrated star in the league. Rudy, Rudy Gobert, arguably the best defender in the league, if not top three defender in the league. Um, I, I, I'm just not a big Clippers guy. I don't see it. I, I, I want Chris Paul to get here, as so I respect him. But I, I just I see the Utah Jazz pulling the upset in seven games. Yeah, I say uh, you said Utah in seven. I say Utah in seven. <laughs> I doubt it. I think it'll be the Clippers in six. I think that uh, Chris Paul will rally those guys up. I don't think that the Jazz have any experience as far as the playoffs are concerned. Gordon Hayward's a beast. They do got some athleticism. They got a pretty big guy in there and go bear, but I just don't see them being able to handle it. And, uh, yeah, I would definitely have to say. And and L.A. has home court advantage in that series. So I really don't see the Jazz pulling that one out. But if you going with the Jazz in seven, I'm definitely going with the Clippers in six. But, uh, yeah, I hear you, man. It should be a good series. That will probably be uh, probably the second best series. I would say in the Western Conference because the best series in the Western Western Conference I'm getting ready to ask you about right now, and that is the Thunder and the Rockets. What's your prediction there? Obviously, we got the two MVP candidates, and I personally think the winner of this series should end up being the MVP of the league, but we'll, that probably won't happen that way. But uh, what's your prediction on this Rockets versus Thunder series? Well, if you think the winner of this series to win MVP, that means James Harden will be MVP because I'll Basically. take the Rockets. In. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Rockets in six games. Um, obviously, Westbrook been on the tear with the triple doubles. Um, in the end, I don't think he has enough help, which has been his downfall all season. Um, he's been willing the victories. I didn't really have him as my MVP probably until the last three weeks of the season. Um, with the clutch shots, the game winners. Um, I didn't put too much value into the triple-doubles as everybody else. But James Harden's number is similar to his. I'm averaging 29, 11, and 8. Not too much off than Russ's 31, 11, or 31, 10, and 10. Um, 
Harden has the shooters around him, the acquisition of Ryan Anderson, obviously Lou Williams at the uh, trade deadline, and then they got Eric Gordon, three-point champ. Rockets too much firepower. Russ can only do so much. He'll be able to squeal out maybe one or two games, but I, I don't see I don't see them winning the series at all. I think I have to agree with you on that one. One maybe two games. Uh, I think Harden. To be honest with you, I just think Harden is the better player when it comes to him and Westbrook. Obviously, Westbrook has all these triple doubles this season, but I think what made the Rockets the team that they are this year is when Harden switched to the point guard position. When that decision was made in the beginning of this season, I think that made pretty much a 180 turn for the Houston Rockets because now players could play off of him, and you know players are going to play off of him. Obviously, as a shooting guard, they still play through him, but now you have players that knows that at the end of the day, we have no choice but to play off of James Harden, and I think we've gotten to see how spectacular of a player he really is this season. Uh, And I think playing the point guard position has made him grow a lot as a player, obviously, because he does have to be a floor general out there. And let's not forget that he pretty much averaged a a triple-double this season, too, pretty close to it. But, yeah, I think that that Harden-Westbrook matchup is definitely in Harden's favor. He has the better team, and I just outright think he's a better player than Russell Westbrook. Granted, Russell Russell Westbrook has dominated this season. I'm definitely going to go with. Uh, and let's not forget about the coach of the year, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, he system perfectly fits hard in that that running gun with those jacking up the three point shots with the people who can actually shoot the three. That right, that's a lot of points going to be scored in that series. Yeah, we we saw what he got to do out there in Phoenix. Uh, he didn't really do too much in L.A., but we'll just forget about that for right now. But, yeah, it definitely – they actually do remind me a lot of that old Phoenix team who had a couple guys who can knock it down. Obviously, you got two different type of players and your point guard play when it comes to Harden, and back then it was the two-time MVP Steve Nash. But, yeah, Harden can play in that style, and I just think – I think they're actually going to go – to the conference finals, and I think it'll be the Rockets and the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, ultimately. But uh, now that we got that all wrapped up, we got to give our predictions over there on the east side. So we will start off with, let's see, let's start off with the Pacers and Cavaliers. Let's start off with LeBron and the gang and see uh, what's your prediction as far as that series goes. Um, I will take the Cavs in five games in that one. Um, I only reason I'm giving the Pacers a game is because Paul George, obviously, he's one of the two people I would say in the league that can match up with LeBron. Obviously, not exactly on LeBron's level, but whenever they play, um, he he goes back to back with LeBron along with Kawhi Leonard. But um, I just remember that series. I think it was two years ago where the Pacers took them to seven games. They got Lance Stevenson back. Obviously, he's an irritant. LeBron. He, he gets in LeBron's head a little bit. LeBron, he'll still over outplay him eventually. But um, I like Miles Turner on the Pacers. He can stretch, good stretch four. He can shoot the three. He can block shots. But ultimately, LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, uh, if they can get their defense back on par, I, I feel like it should be a pretty easy series for them. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and say that LeBron is going to go ahead and sweep the Pacers. 
Um, I do agree with you as far as the Paul George matchup is concerned, but I think that's about all they have to offer. I don't really think too much of any of the other guys. I think Kyrie is going to be a man on a man on a mission in the playoffs this season. I think that they need to be as well rested as possible because this season will not be a cakewalk in the Eastern Conference. I may repeat that this season will not be a cakewalk in the Eastern Conference. I'll tell you why a little bit later, because my dark horse team to make it to the finals is in the Eastern Conference. So uh, the next series, so I think they need to just get rid of those guys and get them out the way quick because they're going to have to face somebody. And I, like I said, I'll let you know that here soon. Uh, the next series in the Eastern Conference is the Bucks and the Raptors. What's your prediction on the Bucks and the Raptors series? Um, I, I'll take the Raptors in six. Um, I'm actually a Bucks guy. I'm, I love the Greek freak and Teddy Kupo, however you pronounce his name. Yeah, um, I don't know how to pronounce it I, either. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I consider him like a, a Kevin Durant without a jump shot. That's how I look at him, the, the length and athleticism, the skill. Um, I like him out west. I mean, out east, sorry about that. Um, along with Chris Middleton, I believe he's healthy now. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Um, the Raptors, obviously, they have – Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan has been on a tear this season. I think he's averaging about 27 a game. But ultimately, the acquisition of Sergi Baca will help them out in the Eastern in the Eastern playoffs period. Um, shot blocker, he can stretch the floor now. Um, in the end, he'll be too. There'll be too much for the Bucks, but I think the Bucks will give him a run for the money. Yeah, I think uh, you know. I actually want to. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that the Bucks are gonna upset the Raptors, not because the Bucks are better than the Raptors, but I just think that I don't know. I feel like the Raptors were much better last year than they were this year. I think DeRozan has been better this year, but I just feel like it was something about the Raptors last year that I really liked, and this year, obviously. They've been without Lowry for a little while, but him being back definitely makes a difference. But I just feel like this series, I just, I don't know. I, I like the Bucks' chances for some reason. Matchup-wise, I like the Bucks' chances. I think the Bucks are athletic. They, uh, they defend decently enough to go out and give them problems. Like you said, the Greek freak, I think he's going to give DeRozan a run for his money. And, uh, and I kind of got a little favoritism there because my former AAU teammate, Gary Payton the second got picked up by the Bucks, so I'm kind of riding with him to at least win the first series. I don't think they'll get past whoever they would meet in the second round, but I do think they got a chance. And due to the fact that I think they got a chance and I want to see my boy play as much as possible in the playoffs this season, I'm going to just kind of go out on a limb and say that the Bucks beat the Raptors in seven. In seven. So in they're going to go down to the six and get them. So, yeah, I, I, I just I like the Bucks. I like them as a team. Like you said, I like the Greek freak. I think he is just a phenomenal player and that they can give them a run for their money. I do still think the Raptors are the better team, but this is the series that I'm going to go out on a limb on and say that we will have an upset. Um, I can respect that. Uh, the next series I got is the Hawks and the Wizards. What's your take on the Hawks and the Wizards? Uh, man, I uh, I like the Wizards in this series. I, I'm not a I'm not a Hawks guy. I, I don't really believe in them. Um I I'll give the Wizards 
this series in five games. Um, I think the Hawks can pull out one at home. Um, I think they have a pretty good crowd down there in Atlanta. Uh, Paul Millsap, good defender. He can stretch the floor a little bit. Um, but in the end, Bill and Wall, second best backcourt in the NBA, if you ask me, behind Stephen Clay. John Wall is a dark horse MVP. Um, Bradley Bill, if you ask me, he's a top three or five shooting guard in the NBA. Um, still a little underrated, but he's still coming up in the game. Probably should have been the all-star this year. Um, the acquisition of Bogdanovich, shoot the three. Um, I, I, I think the Wizards will handle them fairly easy. Um, the Hawks, I, I just think they're, they've been one of those pretender teams, a regular season team the past two years. Um, the Wizards, I think they're on a mission this year. I really do. I think they can accomplish some things in the East. You know, when I was telling you about that dark horse team in the Eastern Conference, the Wizards was who I was talking about. I think that team is freakishly athletic. I agree with you when it comes to John Wall being a dark horse MVP. I think he is ready to go to war with any point guard in the league right now. And when I say any, I mean any. When it comes head to head, I think he's really on a mission to prove something. Bill, obviously, is a phenomenal player, and I think they've finally gotten to a point where they enjoy playing with each other. I think they've always been talented, but I also think they were at a stage where they were kind of just immature, which happens with pretty much anybody in the league. But I think their maturity level has came a long way. And like I said, I think they're athletic enough to match up with any team. I think he is going to give just about everybody problems. And John Wall, I'm talking about, is going to give just about everybody problems in these playoffs because he knows that if he's got a chance to do it right now, it's his chance. Obviously, I do think the Cavaliers are still the number one team in the Eastern Conference. But I do think that, obviously, their momentum hasn't been where it should be closing out the season. But with the experience that they have in the postseason, that won't be a problem. But I do think that John Wall can give anybody a run for their money this year and that this is his year to do it. So I'm going to say Washington in five. I'm going to say Washington in five. If they go six, I don't think – the only problem I see with them going six is is health-related. Honestly, the more games you play – the more chances you have at having an injury. But other than that, they're one of those type of teams that I think is young enough and athletic enough to where the more games that they play wouldn't really hinder them. I think teams like Cleveland, who's got some more veterans, are the guys who want to get things over with quick because they know at the end of the day they will have to play against a young and exciting team like, in my opinion, John Wall and the the Washington Wizards. And if they get back to the NBA Finals, they got to play another rigorous matchup against the Golden State Warriors. So I think the I don't think it really matters if it goes five or six, but I'm going to say five. But, yeah, I think that's my dark horse team to win the East. I, I do still have Cleveland as the favorites, but my dark horse is definitely the Washington Wizards this season. And so the last series over there in the East is the Bulls and the Celtics. What's your take on the Bulls and the Celtics series? Bulls and the Celtics, um, I'm, I'm taking the Celtics in six games. Um, ultimately, I, I, I don't want to downplay the experience of Wade in the playoffs. I know he hasn't been the most healthy uh, player the past couple of years, but he, he he's ready for the playoffs. He's always ready. He's a three-time champion. 
can't discount that. Um, Jimmy Butler, top two or three shooting guard in the league. Um, I watched the game against the Warriors, and he gave us fits like his strength down low in the post. I think it's a little underrated. Um, I don't see anybody on Boston really being able to handle him if he does take him down to the post. But obviously, Boston on the perimeter, those guards can defend. I'm talking about Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley. If you ask me, outside of Kawhi Leonard, I think Avery Bradley is the best def- perimeter defender in the league. Um, I see him guard. Kyrie and Steph better than anybody else in the league. So I don't want to discount them too much, but I do think ultimately Boston will will take this uh, series in six games. IT, he's on the tear. He's been playing like an MVP. Um, he's one of my favorite players in the league to be able to do the things he do at 5'9", average, what, 28 points a game. It's kind of ridiculous if you ask me, but um, ultimately Celtics should win this one. Um, they may get get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I got the Celtics in five, and I think they will want to hurry up and get it out of the way in five because they do have to play that dark horse Washington Wizards team in the second round. So I think they want to get this one over with as soon as possible. Uh, I think the the Bulls are just not good to me, honestly. Jimmy Butler's a heck of a player. And he may give he may get him a win in Chicago. He may get him a win in Chicago. But if I'm if I'm the Celtics, I want to really go for a sweep, and like I said, give him a grace game and say five games due to the fact that the Celtics don't have as much playoff experience. But where I do think they kind of make up for that is their defensive play. But uh, yeah, man, five games. If they play more than five games they might lose in five games in the next round versus Washington. So I think they would like to hurry up and get that over with and get rested and get prepared for a team that really may give them a run for their money. So ultimately, I already know the answer to this question, but still be a realist, man. What's the what's, what's, who wins the championship this year, man? Who Who's the NBA champs this year? You already know, Golden State. I, I, I can't pick against them. I mean, Obviously, I'm a Warriors fan. People call it bias. I say I watch enough games to know what this team is capable of doing. Um, I don't. I honestly think this is going to be a nice run. They they were real rested throughout the regular season. They took the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, obviously, with the experience going for 73 last year and seeing how that took a toll and everybody came in the finals. Um, I think they learned. I think Steph's rested. He people said he. To had a down year. I say he had a MVP season two years ago with these exact same numbers he put up. Um, obviously, they'll see the Cavs in the finals. I don't see Washington or Boston getting past the Cavs. Um, LeBron and Kyrie, just too much, too much experience in LeBron James. Um, I, I'll give the Warriors game. I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I really think the Warriors will handle them in five. They should have handled the Cavs in five last year, but obviously with the Draymond Green suspension, swayed the momentum of the series. People feel certain ways about that. They think that the Warriors still should have won even without Draymond. But with Draymond, I think Steph is going to be the final MVP. Um, I I just think he's on a mission. I see him just getting buckets all throughout the playoffs. He's he, he he's up to to shut up the haters basically. 
Um, and even Draymond Green, I think he'll play a big factor in the series. Obviously, he can guard multiple positions. Um, Clay Thompson is always a dark horse when they play the Cavaliers, if you ask me. Um, they don't really play, pay too much attention to him, especially with the acquisition of Kevin Durant. Um, I just think his, he'll get a lot of open shots. And then KD and LeBron, that's a series, that's a matchup that everybody wants to see in the finals. Um, people say KD took the easy way out. I say he wants to play on, in the team environment. We'll, we'll see how that series goes. Um, I, I really think the Warriors are handling pretty easy, and I don't want to be disrespectful to King James at all. That's, that's just honestly how I think it'll go. Well, first of all, I would like to say KD definitely took the easy way out, but I don't blame him for taking the easy way out because he is not the first player to take the easy way out. But due to the fact that I do still think it's the easy way out that he is taking, I'm going to go with the Warriors to win it all this year. I'm going to say in six. I'll give LeBron two games. I'll say in six. But what I'll also say is that if the Warriors do not win the championship this year, that will be the biggest bust in NBA history. Do you agree or not? Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree, and that's why I don't want to experience that. I might have to delete all my social media <laughs> might, accounts if that happens. Yeah, you might have to delete it all. So I'll say the Warriors in six, and I'm going to still say against the Cavs, but don't be surprised if it's the Warriors against the Washington Wizards in the NBA Finals. But I will, I'm going to still give the Cavs their respect and give King James his respect. Um, I would still have to say he is the best basketball player in the world because he is the defending champion, and he did prove a lot. I do think the Draymond Green suspension swayed some things last season in the finals too, but give credit where it's due. Take that L on the chin, Golden State, and come back and win it because if you don't, you got a problem on your hands, that's for sure. Well, Manny, first of all, I want to thank you for joining. You know, you my brother since way back, and I like I said, I always have respected your – opinion when it comes to sports even the opinions that i don't agree with but uh give the people some uh give the promote yourself a little bit where can people follow you to get your take on what's going on in the playoffs and uh especially on the warriors because i know you're a warriors guru so yeah kind of just give us some of your social media accounts so we can know where to follow you at and kind of debate with you on twitter as these playoffs come along well, you can follow me on Instagram at Niner Gang Manny. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Niner fan, too. I love my Bay Area team, so I have to roll with that as a Twitter name also, Niner Gang Manny. Oh, yeah, the Raiders um, got Marshawn, too, by the way, so you know we coming for it, man. <laughs> you know I'm not a Raider fan, but I respect that move. I'm I'm glad to see Marshawn back in Oakland, so um, I'm, I'm happy for the Raiders. I, I want to see them do good, but then again, I don't because the Niners are doing bad. So. Yeah, yeah, we, we we coming for it all this year. Injury-free, we might be in that Super – we will be in the Super Bowl game. I'm going to just go out and say it. We going to the Super Bowl this year. You know the it Patriots too. Patriots got better. That's all I'm going to say. Patriots still got better even after winning the championship. Yeah, they got to see us this year, though. They might not have went to the championship this last year if Derek Carr wouldn't have got injured. You never know. You never know. Yeah, you you never know. But I, I'm going to go out and say we're going to go ahead and do it. I think Marshawn is still in tip-top shape and that uh, them Raiders going to go do it. But anyway, back to you, man. Keep promoting yourself. Niner Gang, man, you'll see me on Twitter. Um, I, I, I've come with the hot takes. Um, I'm 
diehard warrior. So you'll you'll see a lot of tweets from me. You see a lot of retweets. Um, I, I talk a lot of mess on Twitter, so it can get a little crazy sometimes. But you know, I love my basketball. I will be watching all the series. Ultimately, is is Dub Nation out here? Go Warriors! All right, man. Well, like I said, thanks for coming on, man. And you know, I'm gonna be on Twitter hollering at you throughout these playoff series, so they can follow us both and see what we got to say. I uh, appreciate it, man. All right, it's all good. Bet. And for the listeners out there, you know I cannot leave you without this message to stay woke and go in.